Hello and welcome to the Foo Sports Network. Well, first you, one of the year. You guess it, it's that time. It is finally football time. Week one, high school, college, you got it. We, you know, here we go. Um, we're on our way to our game of the week. Um, we had a few games last week that we'll touch on. Uh, Tom will touch on as he listened to them on the radio. Um, let's see who played last night. We'll start with Mooney and Cheney. Uh, Mooney won what thirteen to six. Thirteen to six. This uh, was Cheney's a first. Game. Cheney's first football season in a while. Ten years. Ten seasons. Um, it was a it was a good football game. Um, Cheney dominated the game early, but they turned the football over many times. They could have put the game away relatively early, considering the kind of offense that Mooney runs, and they just wore him down eventually. I was six to three at the half. Uh, Mooney has a very good kicker. It was a difference in the game, basically. Um, the fourth quarter with the game at 6-3, to three, Mooney tied the game with a 40-yard field goal, if you can believe that. No, it was a 28-yarder. Then uh, they scored on an Emil touchdown pass. I believe that was Emil. I, I, well, wait, that guy plays for Cheney. Um, but uh, it was a very tight game. Mooney got a couple more turnovers late, and, uh, of course, they ran the clock out. In a 13-6 win, the Niles-Howland game was a very tightly contested game, but Niles eventually physically wore Howland down. Howland is kind of on the downside of what was really 10 really good seasons of football, and uh, I don't expect much out of Howland this year. They're, they've got some athletes, but they won't be able to compete with the schedule they have. Uh, who else played last night? Um, Marlington and Poland played last night. Poland won came from behind and lost. Almost pulled it off. They went 28-27. Yeah, they yes. went for two to win and then they did not get it. Did not get it. Um, there was a couple other games last night. Central Southeast Catholic. played Western Reserve last night. Southeast won 17-15. And then Sebring and Latonia started with their the who wants to go one week undefeated. Well, Latonia won 28-6 or 7. 28, 28 to, to 6, I believe. Like Either way, so Latonia starts the year out 1 and 0. Uh, Central Catholic uh, lost to Perry last night 42 to 26. The tale of missed extra points early in the game decided it late as usual. Uh, we'll get into some of the games for this evening. Um, if you haven't joined us on here before or listened to us on here before, we start with the big schools, we work our way down to the small ones, then we get down to the three teams we specialize in, and of course, our game of the week to wherever we're attending. So we will start out with Division One per usual. Uh, you know, ho-hum for the Cleveland area, Menor at St. Ed's wow. first week. What a game. What a, what, a, what a way to just get right into the thick of things. And I'll tell you, that may be Lakewood St. Edward's last loss of the season, at least till the the biggest game of the year, the Holy War in Week 10 against uh, St. Ignatius. And Menor, Menor's got another grueling schedule, but the largest public school in Ohio, enrollment-wise, um, I'm guessing that it's going to be a big year for, for Menor. I'm going to take St. Ed's at home. Menor, of course, both of these teams, this is a coin flip. Both By of the, the way, Menor did win last night, 28-27. Oh, they played. It was they last played night. Last night, yes. Oh, you you faked me right into yeah. just picking St. Ed's. Yeah, that's right. Well, never mind then. That was that was a game played Leonard yesterday. Won that game, so. Well, thanks, thanks, thank, thanks for telling me. Thanks yeah. for telling me. That's what we do. Yeah. After we talked about well, it for five minutes. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm not even, I'm not really going to pick this, but Cole Rains at Huber Heights Wayne. 
just another what another first week. Talk about again, just throw just getting right into it and saying, heck with it, let's go. Yeah, so, Elder just reloads at the quarterback position. So you got to figure Huber Heights is going to have another dual threat quarterback with the system they run there. So, but that one's uh, an anyone's guess game. Even where they play at will make a difference in that. Then we get down into Division Two. A couple of good games in Division Two tonight. Um, we have Alliance, the defending Eastern Buckeye Conference champions. They're at Hubbard. Um, Hubbard probably. Uh, well, I don't know because we. I don't really remember what Alliance is bringing back, but I'm I'm going to say Hubbard because they're at home. Yes. But this is another game that could go either way. Alliance should have the athletes to, to match. Alliance has their quarterback back. If I remember, he should be a junior this year. He's a the big kid, the six foot three kid that they brought in in the second half. Um, he's not what you would call a big thrower, but he looked he he threw for over a hundred against West Branch. So I've got to figure they'll have a deep threat and they'll have athletes all over the place. So, but Hubbard. Hubbard does have a majority of its football team back this year. They are the, they are uh, in the Channel 27 WKBN Top 10. So I look for a Hubbard victory there over in Mahoning County or in Trumbull County. So. I'll go with Hubbard as well. Again, it's hard week one because we're not, you know, we're basing this all off who's coming back, uh, you know, what and they did last year, where what they're playing, where exactly. So there's all there's tell you know all kinds of things. Um, second game in Division Two is going to be much more of a challenge than some of the people in Stark County want to think for their Tigers. Uh, Akron St. V's is going to go to Paul Brown Tiger Stadium and take on Maslin. Maslin should win this game, but St. V's is is no slouch. They Athletes they will t- as I say they will test Maslin and could it could even beat them. Athletes I, are everywhere. Maslin should win this game, yes. but it's it shouldn't. It's not if it's a blowout. I'll be very surprised. It'll be a tight game. Uh, tight then game. Um, you have an interesting game, not so much for what's going to affect anybody around here, but just for how this team and this community is going to respond. Um, Austin Town Fitch is at Erie PA tonight. This will be the first game. They will play since the passing of Phil Anarella. Fitch travels. Well. Um, this should be a, a this, decent football. I think this will be a. They'll they'll have a good crowd go to this game. Erie McDowell's in of, there every year. Well, this is they're playing Erie yeah. Erie PA. They're playing Erie PA McDowell. No, McDowell's playing Boardman. Oh, that's well, that's right. I'm getting but them mixed up now. It, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how Fitch. You know, there's going to be some emotions for these kids that you know when your coach passes away in the middle of the summer. So Fitch will win this game tonight, I think, if nothing else, because emotions will make them play better tonight than what they and they may got a, be. They've got a great-looking football team. They have 54 kids on their roster this year. Uh, they're a very good-looking team. Um, one of the assistants is taking over the head coaching duties. He's been a, a Fitch assistant for a long time. I think he worked with Coach Kennedy back in the 90s. So he, they have a, a strong staff, and it – they should win. I would think Fitch should win six or seven tough, games. Tough this schedule, year. though. It's a very tough, tough schedule, schedule for them tough. this year. Uh, then McDowell, who we just got confused with theory, they're at Boardman. Bo- that will Board- be a game. Boardman will be Boardman. We were just talking about this the other day. Of they also have fifty-four kids out for football. So uh, I'll take Boardman because it's at home. Yes. McDowell has to travel, but another game could go could go either way. Division three. This this is another intriguing, another really intriguing game. Canfield is on the road at Louisville, and just you talk about a week one slate, people. There's a, you got a lot of good 
what week one right out of the gate football games. And Canfield's at Louisville. A big crowd there for their new stadium. I, Louisville brings back a lot of kids from last year. They were very young. Very tough place. Very them. tough place to win. I'm, yes. I'm taking Louisville. Very I'm tough place Louisville to go in this win. game because they have a lot of Clo- their returning. Players. Another close. Another close game though. Another another very close. Canfield game. has looked very good in their scrimmage this, scrimmages this year, but so has Louisville. And once again, it's another program with lots of athletes. And lots of numbers. I believe they had 60 kids out for football this year. So, once again, although Canfield looked good in the summer, I, this is Louisville's game to, uh, to lose. Uh, one last one here in Division Three. Um, Youngstown East goes cross town to take on Liberty. The East is going to be tricky Rivalry because game. it's just going to depend on how many players did East lose to Cheney. That that's going to be the if East has the anywhere close to the team they had last year, they'll they'll destroy, they'll wipe Liberty off the face of the earth. Yeah, East but, has forty eight kids out this year, and they had five more than they thought they would. So they have a lot of their returning starters from last year on both the offense and defensive lines, as does Cheney. Cheney and East are going to be formidable opponents this year, believe it or not. I'll take East over Liberty. I will take East one. as well. Uh, Division four, Lebray is going to come down from Trumbull County, and they're going to go into the Boondocks, and they play they play Beaver Local tonight at Beaver Local. Fifteen years ago, this would have been a heck of a this would have been yes, a would really have. good matchup. Yes, it, would have. Um, it won't be this year. No. Lebray will roll tonight over over Beaver Local. Yeah, Beaver Local. If we remember the heydays, even back to your playing days. Um, the times have changed a little bit, as it always does in communities. But I'm with you. I like LeBray. LeBray has most of its team returning back. This is a playoff caliber uh, roster. So, yes, I I believe that uh, that uh, LeBray looks like a 9-1 team for sure this year. Um, we'll go Gerard, And as you got more Trumbull County. They're going to come down and play East Palestine today. And I said Palestine just to grind your gears. <laughs> anyway, Gerard, uh, they're going to bring you know a team that played for the state championship last year, lost to Cincinnati, Wyoming. Um, you lose Mr. Ohio. Um, he goes to YSU to play quarterback. Gerard does still bring back, I, I think, five or six starters on each side of the ball. Uh, Palestine, we looked at them. Oh, boy, it's going to be a long year down there. Gerard, Gerard rolls tonight. I think with ease, Gerard has a very intriguing week two matchup to which we will discuss next week. But Gerard, the Indian, the Indians roll tonight over uh, the Bulldogs of yeah, Palestine. Oh, you're gonna? Yeah. Uh, Gerard, Gerard rolls. I think with ease tonight. Yeah, uh, intriguing game at Stambaugh Stadium tonight. Cleveland Benedictines coming down, and they're gonna play Ursuline. Now, Ursuline was 1-9 last year, but for anyone that doesn't know this, Dan Reardon has left Canton McKinley, and he has returned to where he made his namesake. Ursuline state champions. Ursuline, of course, again, won one game last year, but that was with freshmen and sophomores. Ursuline is still probably one year away from being a playoff contending team. 56 kids out for football this year. But they will be much better this year. Yes, don't know will. if they have enough to beat Benedictine tonight, but I don't expect them to get you know, trounced like they would have last year. 
I'll take Benedictine, but Ursuline will be improved. Yes, this will be a close game, but like last year, the last year's score was, I believe, 40-7 to in favor of Benedictine. And I, I think it's not going to be I, – I think you're looking at like 28-14, to 14, maybe 31-14. to 14. I think this is – this starts out with Benedictine getting the lead and keeping it, but I think Ursuline will stick around because, once again, their, their line is actually pretty good size this year. So they, they look like they'll be okay this year. Uh, then we got a Columbiana County matchup. We have Salem, who is going to Crestview. And I was excited that this was a first week game for Salem. And then I saw that Crestview does not, and I, I kid you not, does not have a senior on their entire football yeah, team. Yeah, and they only have 30 kids. And it, so they're very, very young. Small. They're probably a year away. Yes. Salem has a lot of seniors coming back. They a very, it should be a fairly experienced team. I'm going to, and you guys know me, I'm not a Salem fan. Salem rolls tonight. I think, I think Salem easily. shuts them out. I say 56 to nothing. Well, I don't know if they get in the 50s, but yeah, it, 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 it won't be close. They'll run them over. Um, a good matchup in Division 5 to start uh, in Mahoning County. Springfield goes to South Range. And Ooh. I want to I wanna allow anyone that follows South Range to know how unfun it is to be an independent. No Crap. Because oh you won four games last year Ooh. with one with a very good team. Because yes. now you have to play anybody that wants to play you. So yeah. Springfield South Range Week One. This will be a good game. It's always close. That's a pick. Another, another, I was going to say another coin flip. Um, Where I'll, are they playing? At? It's at South Range. I'll take South Range. I'll, I'll go South Range because they're at home. Yes. You know, again, coin flip game. Um, another another interesting game. Um, Columbiana, who has a, a very, very, very senior, they're very, they should be very, very good this year. Um, they're going to go play Akron Manchester, who has the winningest coach in the state of Ohio. Um, they also have a running back that is committed to Duke University that ran for over 2,000 yards this year. I've heard that he has taken some snaps at quarterback, so they may be looking to run a kind of how Warren Harding did with Lynn Bowden, where it's a, let's just get the ball in his hands without having to hand it off. Um, I'm going to take Manchester because it's up there. I I expect that the one thing Columbiana has going for them, Columbiana has athletes all over the field on offense. Yes, they do. Columbiana may have some issues on the defensive side of the ball, but they should score enough points pending they don't turn the ball over all night. They should be able to move the ball enough to at least stay in this football game. I think the only drawback with Columbiana is they lose uh, one of their starting tailbacks who transferred to United. So I think. What but happens, I think I think it's a good fit because he he's he was more bigger, of a power runner. Yeah, power so team. actually now Columbiana can spread the ball out more. I think it actually helps both teams. Yeah, I think it helps. I think it's it helps Columbiana now spread the ball out, and it will help United do a little more of that grind style that they want to do. I'll take Manchester, but Columbiana should be able to at least stay in this game. I didn't want to turn. No, you didn't. I don't know. I don't know why you turned left, but nonetheless, gotta love when we're navigating and doing this at the same time. We sometimes drive in circles. Um, okay, we're gonna go to one of our we've just talked about him actually. Um, Minerva who hasn't won a game in what three or four years now. They're going to go to Hanoverton. They're going to play United. Um, we've got kind of mixed reviews. Look at this guy. You should be good. I'm just, I wouldn't I'm go too slow right. because. No, I'm, I'm going to let him go out. Oh, well, then you might want to. 
what a fiasco we're going through at the moment right dad, now. Dad made the wrong oh. turn. Oh boy. Dad knows okay. not to get back out in the Anyway, room. where were we before we <laughs> Um United plays Minerva tonight. This this won't be close. I, yeah, this Minerva, is a shame for me. It really is. They have they have forty some kids too. I don't yeah. understand. But they haven't won a game in four years. I think it's a mentality, I think, with this with this team. United still should be pretty solid. I um, think 31, 31 to six. So United wins, I think, with these. Um, and another intriguing game. We really don't know. This is an unknown team until we see the first few weeks because of the schedule they play. West Branch brings back a lot of skill players. Um, they have to replace most of their offensive line, but. From what I saw the other day, it's all seniors replacing guys on the offensive line. So we'll see. Um, they have an, a oh, the schedule that they have this year. Oh boy! But they go to Peninsula Woodridge, who is one of the most a uh, very good winning tradition. Yeah, they have an over an eighty percent winning percentage. Oh, what since a 2000. tough tough road game. This is a game Woodridge is going to win this. But if West Branch competes, they're very big. This I'm, is a very big. Uh, West Branch football team. You're, you're, you're bringing line. back most of your uh, offensive weapons from last year, so they they should be okay there. Um, their numbers are okay. If Friday. West Branch competes, this is where you want to turn for real now. Yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> if yes, West, sir. if this is even a game, that's a good sign for Ken Harris and the and the West Branch football program going forward. Again, just a brutal schedule. They play six playoff teams from last year on this schedule this year so it, it is not going to be a you know if, if they can win two of those six games against playoff teams you almost got to be happy so could be a long year record wise but if they can compete with some of these teams you all in all you've got to be you've got to be happy with I, I think so i think if you win five games six games oh yeah with this schedule you know, that yeah this well, the is sad a thing is, is possibly a playoff with, with six, six with wins. i was gonna say with six wins that could get them on the on the bubble they i mean you play woodridge then they got a big game against gerard next week then they play struthers then they're they play alliance marlington and they play uh millersburg west holmes who was another perennial football uh, perennial playoff power so they've got just a brutal schedule through, I think through this, this is, season. I think the key to this game tonight for West Branch is, is, of course, winning the turnover battle, having a solid kicking game at the high school level is important. Um, their offensive line is very big. They return most of their skilled players, including Brock Hilliard. This, this could be a game if West Branch can move the football. And I think at the end, the other team has a little bit more talent, obviously, and they're playing at home. But I think this is a close game. I, I like West Branch in this, or I mean uh, Woodridge in this game, but a very close game. Very close. I think within 10 points. Uh, and then we'll go to the uh, the FSN game of the week. We're on our way there now if we ever make the right turn. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough crowd. <laughs> on our way to Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium. Um, we will have the, of course, we're decked out and all the stuff. We'll have Warren Harding's going to take on the Canton McKinley Boo Dogs. And Harding's lost to them the past two years. Oddball games. As well. And it's going to be an interesting game. Harding loses. They lost a lot of kids from last year, but they bring back a lot of ones in the right positions. Yeah, they have twelve um, letter winners on both sides you, of the ball. You bring back your a running back who's a who's a, a physical runner. 
Um, you're going to bring back your quarterback. All three of them. You bring back a quarterback that's now moved to wide receiver. That's a great athlete. Um, they do have to replace their offensive lines, which usually Harding is okay doing. Um, they got a, they got some holes they have to fill in on defense. But again, you have athletes, so you're usually okay. They do bring doing back that. some of their defensive line, yes, their linebackers, and two of their defensive backs. They bring back five starters, the way I understand it, on both sides of the ball. They've looked good so far this summer. Solid kicking game, very important. Once again, um, I'm picking Harding in this game. I'm picking Harding in a defensive struggle, 17 to six, with Kent McKinley. The only returner is their tailback. Their quarterback is now playing college football. Um, I like Harding in a close game tonight. This will be a defensive battle. Um, I'm going to – oh, boy. It's I'm going to take – It's a tough one. It is. Because, well, it's – it's. I, I'm hoping the Arnold, we don't have the Arnold effect. I'm going to say Harding comes out not in the power eye for once. They will spread the field. And they will run McKinley out of the stadium. 31 to 10. No, because McKinley can't kick. They ain't going to make a field goal. 31 to 12. They'll score twice and miss two extra points. Um, Fair enough. Harding will finally do what I've wanted them to do for five years, and that's spread the football out and put it in your athlete's hands. Instead of running power eyes, their, their, their offensive line is not nearly as big as it was last year. So this is why I think they're going to spread teams out. You've got guys that are 230, 225, 240, 250. Your center's 300 pounds, I believe, but that's it. And we will, we will provide more updates on this game with our live pregame coverage um, once we are in the stadium. Um, we will go Facebook Live on the, on the page, and we will, you know, we're not allowed to video anything af- as of after game time because that's against the rules in OHSAA. But as far as the pre-game, you know, pre-game and whatnot, we can we can come on and talk a little more about that game once we are there. Um, we're going to run down through the college football games just real quick. Um, we are going to have a special Ohio State preview tomorrow morning for you, um, or we may actually even do it tonight. William will post it tomorrow as we drive to Columbus because we will give you live pre-game coverage of Ohio State's opener. The Ryan Day era begins tomorrow against Florida Atlantic. Um, We will dive in more to that. Like I said, we'll probably do the podcast tonight. We'll post it in the morning um, as we're on our way to Columbus from from this game. Um, Some of the other games around that we'll have tomorrow, we're just going to, we'll do a pick real quick and then we'll preview the teams tonight as we're on our way down. So, um, uh, let's see. Actually, Tulsa, Michigan State plays tonight against Tulsa. Uh, Michigan State, I think, is overrated, but they'll be they'll win that yeah, game. Yeah, 20 starters back from last year. Um, but they always have trouble in openers. So, I like Michigan State in this game. Uh, if it's a high-scoring game, they could be in trouble. Um, Great Wisconsin, Wisconsin has a sneaky game tonight because they're at Southern Florida. And, you know, yeah, Wisconsin has Taylor back. They're the ground and pound. I'm just park, and then we'll finish this real quick, and then we'll go in because we got plenty of time. Um, Wisconsin, you know, the ground and pound team, but they weren't very good defensively last year, and it's at, it's in South Florida. This could be—I'm not going to say upset, but it could be closer than closer than initially thought. Um, and we'll run down through. I tell you what, we're going to make a slight change. We're going to do the rest of the college games tonight 
when we do our Ohio State one because we'll need something to do for two hours as we drive to Columbus. Yes, we will. So we will do a very, we'll do a nice in-depth, we'll do a Big Ten preview, obviously Ohio State, um, and we'll do some follow-ups from high school football because we'll know the scores and everything on our way down. So it'll be a very good podcast that we'll have for you tomorrow morning that we'll do tonight on our way to Columbus. Um, like I said, we're going to jump off here as we have to actually start navigating to make sure we get to the right place. Um, we will bring you some live pregame coverage when we get inside Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium. Um, it's going to be a nice night for football. Like we said, we went down a lot of great week one games. Um, so like I said, Tom and I will talk to you here shortly live from Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium, and we'll catch you later when we do our college football preview. Um, for now, I'm Ryan. This is Tom here next to me for the Foo Sports Network podcast. We'll catch you all here in a little bit. Go Buckeyes!